you're here today. Um, you know, this uh, weekend, some of our men are at the men's conference, and uh, Pastor Jamie is down there with them, and I hear they're having a great time, and I appreciate y'all being here. Um, I wanted to share with you, um, I felt like I needed to share with you, that um, I, I am just so blessed to, to be here, and um, I'm so thankful for our family here um, at Victory Fellowship, and I just appreciate the, um, the support that y'all have given me personally. Um, I have not felt like I've had to prove myself, which I've never been in a job before that I didn't feel like I had to prove myself first. And so I really appreciate that. I, I just feel um, freedom here, you know, and, and freedom to speak what God um, tells me to and to, to do as God leads. And I just really thank y'all. Um, so during the month of May, we've been talking about powerfuls. And Pastor Jamie shared about um, the power of agreement the first week of May, you know, how when uh, two or more believers come together, um, that there's power there. As we pray together, there's more power um, than if we pray alone. And um, so we practice that, I know, in our, our FaceTime groups. And then um, the second message was about the power of the name of Jesus and that as we operate um, under his authority, we are operating in his name. And when we do that, we have access to the Father. Um, we're, do you remember the illustration? We're side by side with Jesus going to the Father. Um, we have supernatural power. And the name of Jesus, there is salvation in no other name than the name of Jesus. Aren't you thankful for that? Now, um, I want to look this morning into another source of power. But I have something for you to consider um, have you um, thought about your life and the things you go through each day? Um, getting up, go to work, come home, um, you know, take care of things and start over the next day. Um, and and uh, sometimes that can just seem uh, mundane. Or sometimes you can look at, um, look back at your life over the last few years and think, you know, um, is there more? Um, is there more for me? Is there more um, to this life in Christ? And I want to tell you that no matter where you are, there is more. There is more that God has called you to, and there's more available to you. Um, I want to share a little bit about my story. Um, I grew up in church, and I was really blessed to be in a church that loved the Word of God, the the written Word of God. And um, I was... um, taught by precious people who um, valued the word. I could see their excitement as they told the stories from the Bible, um, as they had us memorize scriptures. You know, it, it was fun, and um, it, was, it was a wonderful experience, and I'm thankful for that. I remember reading in the scripture back then, and um, like in the book of Acts, how God would speak to people. And, you know, he said um, uh, in... Um, the book of Acts, very specific things like rise and go to the street called Straight and go to the house of Judas. And like, you know, if I could hear the word of God like that, this life would be easy. If I knew, okay, get up and go here. And, um, but I thought that that only happened in the Bible way back, you know, the book of Acts. 
And if I ever heard someone say, um, the Lord told me, and it wasn't followed by a scripture, I would just kind of back away. It's like, okay, this person thinks they're hearing voices. You know, um, no, no one I was around heard from, the God, heard from God directly. And so um, I, I was just kind of skeptical of that kind of thing. Um, the one really supernatural thing that was available to, available to me um, as a young Christian was prayer. You know, with prayer, anything could happen. You know, you could pray and ask God for something, and he just might do it. And um, I, so I loved prayer. I believed in prayer, um, and I could pray for impossible things. Um, now, I didn't see a lot of answers, but still I knew prayer was effective. So fast forward several years, um, I was working as an engineer in a manufacturing plant, and I got to know a precious Christian lady there, and I could see that um, something was different about her. She had such a love for people, even people that mistreated her. I mean, she was just loving and gracious. Um, She would pray for them loving prayers, Um, and she had joy and wisdom. And so I approached her and asked her if we could pray together maybe, you know, one day a week during lunch. So we started doing that. And I was really impressed with the boldness and the confidence that she had in prayer. I mean, it was amazing. Uh, I remember someone that worked there coming by. He was a farmer also and needed rain. Well, there wasn't rain in the forecast. But my friend, you know, prayed for rain like it was coming. You know, I mean, she knew it was coming and it rains. And um, I remember things going on that um, were not right. And um, and us praying, you know, she'd pray that the light um, would reveal, would expose what needed to be exposed, and it would be corrected. And it would happen in just like a supernatural way. Um, and I was just really impressed with what God was doing in and through her. Um, so um, she didn't get answers to everything. But I saw the love of God in her and the power of God working through her. And this precious friend introduced me to the Holy Spirit and talked to me about receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, as soon as I mentioned the Holy Spirit, I know some people are a little uncomfortable. um, And that's okay. I remember um, in my early 20s, my precious mother-in-law talking to me about the gifts that were available through the Holy Spirit she was the first person that had even talked to me about it. And I remember thinking, oh, I don't know about this. I mean, I've read the whole Bible, and I've been to all these Bible studies. Surely I would have heard about this <laughs> if this were true. And so I just kind of put that aside and went on. Um, and I really wish I had paid attention to her. Um, so I want to, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit And I had the privilege recently of interviewing two people about the Holy Spirit. And we recorded the interview. Um, In this video, I asked them about the wind. And I wanted to explain why. In Greek, the word pneuma is the word that's translated spirit. It also means wind or breath or breeze. And um, so let's watch this interview. The word pneuma is the word that's translated. Let me ask y'all, do you know about like God, like he can be in three different forms, like the Father, um, um, sad, happy, mad? 
me ask y'all, um, do you know about like God, like he can be in three different forms, like three different the Father? He can, um, um, sad, happy, mad? Well, let me ask y'all, um, have you heard about the Holy Spirit? I did. Okay, what, what do you know about um, the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, I know about that it, that Holy Spirit, like, like, I don't know about the Holy Spirit. Have you felt the wind? Yeah. Have you felt the wind, Molly? Mm -hmm. Yeah. With what senses can you experience the wind? Touching. Um, touching. You can smell it. Kicking. <laughs> oh, you can touch the wind. And, um, that's all. What about seeing? Can you see oh, the wind? No, it's invisible. We can't taste the wind or smell. Yeah, we can see what it does. We can see it like, um, we can see like blow a shirt. No, like, like when it goes by us. If it, air conditioner is in here, and if it goes by us, we can't see it. Because all the air is in there, then it goes by. The air goes by us. We can't, how can we see that? How? What Tell him what I mean. Does he <laughs> Me. I mean when the wind goes by us. You can't see it touching you. That's why I, I can mean. feel it touching me. But you can't see it. She's talking about seeing it. Oh Don't my gosh, this is so confusing. So we had so much fun interviewing Lawson and Molly. Um, <laughs> we're going to have to put together another video of the outtakes from that session. Um, but I really appreciate um, them and their parents um, letting us do that. Um, so, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit, it, talk, you know, discussions about the Holy Spirit can be a little bit confusing. Um, I, I wanted to tell you when, uh, when Pastor Jamie uh, asked me weeks ago about speaking this morning, um, I, I, like I do a lot of times, I sigh and then I say yes. You know, it's like... <gasps> Okay, um, I'm, I'm ready for the stretch. Um, so I, I was praying about it, and I felt like the Lord was telling me to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, that, because of my background, is a little bit uncomfortable for me. And so I was praying, Lord, um, is this really you? You know, I, I want to be sure this is what you want me to do. And a couple of mornings later, I woke up. It was the... Um, day before Easter, and I was thinking, okay, Easter, Pentecost Sunday is about, you know, 50 days past Easter. Is that May 15th? It's like, and I was thinking, if that's the day I know that I heard from God, and it is, today is Pentecost Sunday when we celebrate when the Holy Spirit was poured out um, on the disciples in Jerusalem. And so I know this is the message that I'm supposed to share with y'all today. Um, I also, I want to say that I am not ashamed of the gospel. And part of the gospel is the um, Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so um, that's something that God's been working in me just in the last few weeks as I've um, prepared this message. And uh, the word gospel means good news. And it's good news that we can be saved, that we can be um, sealed and go to heaven but it's also good news that we're just not here on earth waiting to get to heaven. But we have 
um, the availability of the power of the Holy Spirit to work in and through us to live a victorious, supernatural Christian life here on this earth. Um, So, and and when I say power, it's not just the power to make it by, you know, make it through um, to reach heaven. But we, we have the ability to walk in not only the fruits of the Spirit, but also the gifts of the Spirit. Um, Paul in Romans talks about um, how he ministered. And he talks about how the Gentiles uh, were, um, he was able to share with the Gentiles. And he did this by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, and by the power of the Spirit of God. Um, in 1 Thessalonians 1.5, Paul also said that the gospel, he was talking to the Thessalonians, he said, the gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. So when the apostle Paul ministered, it was in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's available for us today. Aren't you glad we have the power of the Holy Spirit available today? So um, there's some things that you need to know about the Holy Spirit, and I'm just going to go through these kind of quickly. First, the Holy Spirit is a person, and he is God. Um, He is a he. He is is real and active. Um, And I'm going to, there we go. Um, He is a person, and he is God. In Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said to his disciples, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is part of the triune God that we worship. And um, the other scriptures just talk about the, the personal characteristics of the Holy Spirit, that he can be grieved, and, um, and he's someone we obey. Um, also, the Holy Spirit... Get this going here. The Holy Spirit was sent to earth by Jesus. In Luke 24, 49, Jesus said, And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. So uh, Jesus uh, sent the Holy Spirit to us. He wants us to have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is here on earth. And it was so imp- Jesus thought it was so important that he um, left earth so that the Holy Spirit could be sent to us. And then also, the Holy Spirit is our teacher, he's our helper, and he's our friend. Uh, In 1 Corinthians 2.13, Paul writes that we speak not in words taught by human wisdom, but by those taught by the Spirit combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. So Paul, even Paul was saying, you know, I'm, I'm being taught by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is teaching me and leading me. And that's what we want, isn't it? To be led and taught by the Holy Spirit. And also um, in John 16, 13, Jesus is speaking. He says, when the Spirit of truth comes, which is another name for the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth that he's speaking what he hears the Father saying. Um, 
Now I'm going to move on to, there's some things you need to know about the baptism in the Holy Spirit or um, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, and uh, I want to let y'all know there's a difference between salvation and baptism in the Holy Spirit. And when we talk about salvation, it's when um, you make that decision to make Jesus Lord of your life. You're saved. Um, the Holy Spirit comes in you. Um, you are um, set aside for heaven, and um, you're saved. There's, there's something else, though. Um, baptism. I want to tell you about baptism. The word um, baptizo in the Greek is the word that's translated baptism. It's really just a transliteration from the Greek. Um, they just took the word baptizo and made it English. And bapti- baptism means to dip or to immerse. It just means to be in something. And so if I um, dip uh, an apple into water, I'm baptizing the apple. You know, we've made the word baptism um, all religious, but it just means to dip or to immerse. Um, in Ephesians 1, um, 13, it talks about how um, the Holy Spirit um, indwells you. You're sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit as you believed in him. So um, I want to get back to my story. And as um, my friend was sharing with me about receiving the Holy Spirit or baptism in the Holy Spirit, I started looking back at the scriptures because I knew the truth of the scriptures. I knew it was real. And so um, I went back and read the scriptures, but this time I read it with a different perspective. Um, I saw how my friend was walking with the Holy Spirit. And so there was a new um, faith and expectation in me as I read the scriptures. And um, in Acts 8, this scripture uh, really spoke to me. Um, it's Acts eight fourteen through 17. And it says, Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John. So do you see that Samaria had received the word of God? They were believers now. And so then um, the church in Jerusalem sent Peter and John to them, um, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Um, that, when I looked at that passage, it just seemed so clear that here were people who were um, saved. They had been baptized in water, but they hadn't received the Holy Spirit. Um, also in Acts 19, Paul goes up to some believers. Um, and this is at the, the beginning of Acts 19, I believe. And Paul goes up to the believers, and he says... Um, so did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now, Paul wrote two-thirds of the uh, books of the New Testament, so he knows a lot about um, God and the Holy Spirit was moving through him. If Paul asked if they had received the Holy Spirit, then there must have been people who um, were saved but had not received the Holy Spirit. So it was through these and other passages I really became convinced that there was more. There was something else that, um, that I wanted to experience and that, that God was showing this to me. Um, in the book of Acts, Paul reaches out to Thessalonians at one point, And the Thessalonians say, um, heard the word of God. And they went back 
And with all eagerness, they examined the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. And so that's what I challenge you. You know, if there's something that you're not sure about, search the scriptures. Allow God to show you in the word of God. Um, I would love it if you doubted something I said and you went to the scripture to find it out. (laughs) That would really encourage me that you would go to the word. Um, And so as I was reading the scriptures, I just became convinced that this was real and that there was something else that God had for me to experience. And um, when we talk about um, salvation and baptism in the Holy Spirit or, or um, receiving the Holy Spirit, when you, have, when you experience salvation, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside you. And when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is on you. You know, um, if you um, have um, a bird in your house, that's different from having a bird on your house, right? If there is rain in your house, that's different from rain on your house, right? Um, Duke, would you come up, please? (laughs) So I'm going to ask Duke to drink um, this water so that he will get water inside him, right? So there's water in him now. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So now there's water on him, right? Okay, do you see the difference? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So there's a difference between the Holy Spirit being in you and the Holy Spirit being upon you. Um, Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. You know, when we receive um, uh, the Holy Spirit upon us, there's a power that comes. And Jesus talks about that power. Um, And... Part of that power is in the gifts of the Spirit. And God wants us to be baptized in the Spirit so we can operate in his gifts and in his power. And um, Jesus makes it clear that he wants us to have this. Um, in Acts 1.5, Jesus said, For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And I said in Acts 1-8, that those were Jesus' words, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. In in Acts 1-8, that's the promise of God, that the Holy Spirit would come upon his, his disciples. And... In Acts 2, 3, 38 through 39, Peter is speaking on the day of Pentecost. <clears throat> it's a good thing I have some water. <clears throat> yeah, get that Holy Spirit inside. <clears throat> so Paul, Peter is preaching on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit had just been poured out. Um, the power of God was upon the disciples. And the power of God, in this case... Um, allowed them to speak in other languages and speak in the languages of the people who were present there. 
And Peter was um, preaching to them. There was a boldness that came over Peter. You know, before that, they were gathered in the upper room. There were like 120 believers. They were hiding out, you know. They were afraid of what might happen. Their leader had been crucified. Now, he had been resurrected and ascended um, to the Father. But they were still here, and they were afraid. Well, the Holy Spirit comes on them, and they have a boldness from the Holy Spirit. Peter preaches, um, and at the end of his, toward the end of his message, he says to the um, people there who were asking them, what do we do? You know, they've heard the message, and they want to, um, they want to receive Jesus. And Peter says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. And that's water baptism, when you're baptized um, for forgiveness. And then he says, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you. So the gift of the Holy Spirit was the promise that Jesus was talking about before then. And Jesus called it the promise of the Father. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. So um, does that include us? The promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. So aren't you so glad that's for today? His promise is for today. The Holy Spirit is for today. So um, when we receive the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, um, we have available to us the gifts of the Spirit. And um, I wanted to talk about the gift of speaking in tongues because that's something that um, God powerfully used in my life to realize and recognize his power today. And um, my, my precious friend who was um, praying with me and um, very sweetly one day said, is it okay if I pray in tongues? <laughs> and I, I would have told her yes about anything at this point because I trusted her. And so I went back and searched the scripture about this and um, realized that it was for today. I totally experienced the presence of God as she prayed and as other friends she introduced me to prayed. And it was something I wanted in my life. And I prayed. I asked God for um, a to be baptized in the Spirit, to receive the gift of speaking in tongues. And um, I mentioned earlier my background is engineering. Um, I've been known to, to be a little too um, analytical about things, and that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> um, I, just to, like, really have to understand things before I would accept it. And so I was praying and just asking God for this gift. And, you know, you receive from the Lord, um, the Holy Spirit, you receive gifts of the Spirit, just like you receive salvation. You ask for it, you believe you received it, and you, and you accept by faith that you have it. And so, you know, I had been taught all that, and I was like, okay, Lord, I believe I have the gift of speaking in tongues, and there would be this one syllable, Ra. That's what all I could think of. Or would, and so, um, I'm like, this is silly. This is not it. So I kept asking. I mean, this is like months go by. I'm still praying about this. And then I said, okay, Lord, what do you have for me to say? Rada. 
I mean, okay, that sounds like I just made it up because it kind of rhymes with the first syllable. You know, so I put that aside and kept praying. Well, it was a couple of months later. I was in a Bible study. Um, there was a video. Uh, the teacher was teaching about Genesis chapter 1, um, Adam in the garden, when God gave um, Adam dominion um, on the earth. And when um, the Bible teacher was talking, he said, okay, this uh, word dominion is the Hebrew word radah. When that preacher said that, I felt the presence of God over me so strong. And I knew that the word I had been given was a real word. It was a Hebrew word. And just the, the graciousness of God to meet me where I was, to, um, to meet my mind, <laughs> to satisfy my need to understand. And... Um, which was just um, totally overwhelming and changed everything. Um, from that point, I could speak in another language anytime or other languages. It was like um, my faith. Um, it was all about my faith. I mean, you could see that. You know, clearly he had given it to me months earlier, and I'm still asking him for it. <laughs> I'm still saying, Lord, please, I want the gift of speaking in tongues. But he had given it to me months ago, and I just didn't believe I had received it. I was still asking for something he had given to me a long time ago. And um, so I just want to encourage you that God has good gifts for you. And um, don't be like I was where he has to prove it to you (laughs) in order for you to believe that you've received it. So, um, so like I said, that changed everything in my life. So um, prior to that, I had tried to speak in tongues. And um, I should, tongues just means languages. You know, I kind of wish we would just call it languages because tongues sound so weird. Um, so I had tried to speak in other languages, you know, with the spirit leading. And if you've ever tried it, I mean, it's just awkward and weird. And, you know, I knew that I couldn't do it. <clears throat> But once I realized I had received that gift, it was just easy. I remember um, there's another person in my household that needs to have things proved to them also, and that's Duke. <laughs> so I remember telling Duke about this experience, and, um, and I was um, testing it out. I was still like praying in tongues and trying to think about other things and I could think about other things and pray in tongues and I was like okay so the spirit the the bible says that the spirit prays um things that the mind doesn't understand and so I was doing all this and so I was trying to prove to Duke um that this was real and so I remember getting a piece of paper out and I said okay I'm gonna write a letter in English while I'm speaking in tongues and I did that and um, Duke noticed that there was one misspelled word. And so, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so um, I, w- I was just so amazed at what God could do and how the Holy Spirit could speak through me. Um, and as I realized that, I looked in the New Testament, and it just opened everything up. If God could do this in me, um, if he could make me speak in a language I don't know, Everything else is on the table, you know. Everything else is available. Um, you know, gifts of healing, gifts of uh, uh, miracles, um, words of wisdom and knowledge. You know, everything in the New Testament is for today. 
um, as I would read the scripture and hear about um, people um, praying in the spirit on the Lord's day. You know, I, it, it had new meaning to me, you know, to be in the spirit. And um, as I saw the Holy Spirit directing people in the scripture, I could see that that was for me today. Um, also, um, I want to share with you everything that um, I, I feel like just about everything that I have experienced in my walk with God has been because there was somebody next to me, somebody I knew that was experiencing God in a deeper way than I was experiencing. Um, like my friend at work, I saw how God was moving in her, and I was like, okay, if he can do that in her, the scripture says he's not a respecter of persons. You know, He doesn't favor one person over another. If he can do that in her, then I can experience that too. And it seems like um, every step of my walk with God, he's put somebody in front of me and shown me something that they were walking in. I'm like, okay, I want that too. Um, There are people in this church that I saw how the God was working in them and how God was moving through them, and I would just hang out with them. (laughs) Say, okay, I want what you have. Will you pray for me? If God can do it in you, he can do it in me too. And, um, and so now I can look at the scripture and say, okay, Lord, you're not a respecter of persons. You did this in Paul. You did this in Peter. You can do that in me too. And so I just want to challenge you that there is more. Wherever you are in your walk with God, there is more. Um, you know, uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, um, Paul says, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. And um, I love that. Right before that, he says, pursue love. So I want to be sure that I say, you know, we talk about the power gifts of the Holy Spirit. They're really all worthless without the fruit of the Spirit. You know, when you have the fruit of the Spirit in you, that is where um, the fruit of the Spirit come from. Is as once you're saved and the Holy Spirit is in you, um, you know, it's up to us to allow the Holy Spirit to work inside us and develop those fruit of the Spirit. And as we walk in the fruit of the Spirit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, as we operate in the fruit of the Spirit, um, we're going to be able to use the gifts of power in a way that honors and glorifies God and ministers to the hearts of the people around us. Um, So I want to um, just let you know the Holy Spirit is available today. The Holy Spirit is available, and um, you are able to receive the Holy Spirit. Um, In order to receive the Holy Spirit, first you need to know that you are saved, that you've made Jesus Lord of your life. And all it takes to make Jesus Lord of your life is to recognize that you need him, um, that, that you're a sinner, that you are separated from God. God is holy, and the only way we can approach God is when um, a payment is made. And the only payment that can draw us to God, who can pay the penalty for our sin, is righteous blood. And Jesus shed his righteous blood in order to make the way for us. 
So not only do we get to be um, in the presence of God, we can have a relationship with God. He gives us his Holy Spirit to live inside of us. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity in a few minutes. If you um, want to make Jesus Lord of your life, you can do that here this morning. And if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, if you want to experience the power of the Holy Spirit working in you, you can receive that today too. And you can do both if you want. (laughs) And actually next week we're going to have a baptism in water right here um, in the sanctuary. And you could be baptized in water um, next week. So the way we receive the Holy Spirit is the same way we receive Jesus as Savior. We receive him by faith. And you make the decision and you believe. And then you believe you have what you've asked for. Um, When I was seeking God, and um, I kind of laugh now, begging him for the Holy Spirit, even though he had already given it to me. Um, There was a scripture that I just kept meditating on. And it's um, Luke chapter 11 and verses 11 through 13, this is the scripture, you know, we've talked about it, uh, where um, Jesus is saying, you know, you earthly dads know how to give good gifts to your children. You know, if, you're, if your son asks you for a fish, are you going to give him a snake? You know, no, you're going to, you want to give your children good things. And Jesus says, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You know, that whole passage is about the Lord wanting to give you the good gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, so I want to invite you to stand up. Um, as I was praying about today, and I was um, just saying, Lord, what is on your heart? What what do you want for the people here? Um, I just felt like he was saying that he wants them, he wants you to um, step into this adventure with him. He wants you um, to know him as that intimate friend that you can talk to at any time and is that, and it's going to show you um, how, to walk, how to live this life, how to live the supernatural life you were called to. Um, no matter where you are in this uh, adventure with God, there is more. And uh, in 1 John 2, 6, um, John, the Apostle John, he wrote these, um, these books toward the end of his life. And the other disciples had already passed away. And you know, he's, he says in 1 John 2, 6 that, you know, if you say you abide in God, you must walk as Jesus walked. Wow, you know, that's how we're supposed to be, is we're supposed to be walking as Jesus walked when he was here on the earth. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to do this. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And um, I want to ask you, if you feel the call of God in your heart uh, for salvation, you know that you need him um, in your life. You know that you need to make him Lord of your life. And, um, and you haven't done that before, would you please raise your hand? If you need to make that decision this morning, please raise your hand now. And I also 
want to ask you, if you have not um, received the Holy Spirit upon you, if you've not received the power of the Holy Spirit upon you, I want to invite you to do that this morning. And um, in a few minutes, we're going to have the altar ministry team up front, and you'll be able to come up and receive that ministry. Um, But I want to ask you now, if that's something that you want to receive this morning, would you raise your hand, please? Thank you. So I I want um, to encourage those of you who raised your hand. Um, In a few minutes, there'll be a time to come up, and I want to encourage you to come up. I know the Holy Spirit is moving on your heart. So I'm going to pray for for you all right now. Um, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. I just feel your presence right now, God. And I know you're moving. I know you're working in this place. Thank you for drawing us to you. And I pray for, um, for those here um, that want more of you. And um, so I, I just want to ask you in the um, church, raise your hand if you feel a hunger for more of God, more of his spirit. Thank you. So, Lord, I just um, speak over these and Um, I just declare that your spirit moves in them with power. I declare that they receive everything that you have for them, that the power of God um, comes upon them in new ways. Thank you, Lord, that in the the book of Acts, the people who were filled with your spirit in chapter 2, the Holy Spirit fell on them again in chapter 4. And I just declare over this, group over these that are hungry for you, that your Holy Spirit falls upon us, Lord, that we are able to move in boldness and in the power of your Spirit. And I thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name.